Hello and welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. I'm so excited to share with you some personal stories, inspiring tips, helpful information and guest interviews to support you on your journey in finding peace with food. So today is podcast number two and my subject today is all about body image. I'm going to share my three powerful secrets to help you massively improve your body image. And this is such an important issue and one of my favorite topics to talk about. And it's not just a disordered eating problem. Sadly, so many people in our culture experience strong body dissatisfaction and are just not happy with the way they look. And this isn't good at all, as we know from studies that poor body image is linked frequently to depression, anxiety, eating disorders and poorer levels of mental health. And it affects self-esteem. And some research indicates that as much as a third of your self-esteem is related to body image. And there's no getting away from the fact that in Western culture, the pursuit of the ideal body shape is a thing. And sadly, in pursuing this, it's become linked to kind of achieving and getting admiration from peers, something that has to be perfected. So you can see that if you suffer from low self-esteem, you can be extremely vulnerable to trying to boost your self-esteem through changing your body shape. And we know that doesn't really work, but it's so seductive. So before I share my three tips, let's talk a bit about what I mean by body image. So body image is very much based on your own perception of your body. Okay, so it might be your thoughts about your body, the way you think about it. So you might think, oh, my tummy really sticks out. I've got fat thighs. I have shapely arms. It's your feelings about your body as well. How do you feel about your body? So you might feel, I'm not as attractive compared to my friend. So feeling envious, inadequate, or even disgusted with your body. And it's your perception of how you feel in your body. So you might say something like, you know, even though I've lost weight, I still feel like I'm this overweight person. So it's very hard to kind of shake off those deeper feelings in your body even though kind of rationally you might know that your body is changed. So let's move on to our tips. Okay, so firstly, tip number one. So tip number one is all about the fact that your body image is pretty subjective. Okay, now your perceptions of your body, they might feel very accurate as you will have formed these early in life through many different experiences. And many of these different experiences may have strong emotion attached to them, but this does not make them fact, okay? So I'm going to read that again. So your perceptions may feel very accurate as you will have formed them early in life through different experiences, but this does not make them fact. Now this is a powerful statement because up until now, you might have been believing all your thoughts in your head without any questions or doubt, but by just beginning to take a step back from your thoughts and to even consider the possibility that they're not all true, this is a monumental shift in your mindset. And let me give you an example of this. A ballet dancer is under intense pressure to have a certain physique. 
And sadly, we do work with several ballet dancers sometimes in eating disorders. So if you're a ballet dancer, you're exposed to full-length mirrors and you spend a lot of time with your peers who tend to have very thin and very toned physiques. Now, if you're somebody who has low self-esteem and you're prone to poor body image, you may feel very big or clumsy, you might scrutinize your body parts through regular body checking or make constant comparisons with your peers. And it's quite hard, I guess, particularly if you're a ballet dancer, to have a bit more of a realistic perception about, you know, what is a, what are real bodies like? What what are bodies like? Because of um, you're surrounded by all these other people who are also kind of pursuing this kind of this very thin and um, athletic physique. But someone else looking in at ballet dancers you know, we might have a very, very different perceptions, okay? So if I'm looking in and describing the ballet dancer who feels very clumsy or, um, you know, very unhappy with her body, I might say, oh, she looks very kind of lean and very toned and she very, she looks very athletic. Um, and that might be kind of my, my perception, but in terms of how she feels, that might be very, very different. So. I guess I just want to kind of really help you to be able to stand back from that because of all of us have different feelings about our bodies and it does not make them fact. But the reason that the feelings about our bodies often feel like facts is for very good reasons. You know, for one, from very young, we've been exposed to media where people tend to be kind of look a certain way, appearance is very important, the aesthetic look is very important. So we learn from very young, even through Disney movies, that there's a certain body shape we should be aspiring to. Your body image might also be influenced significantly by the family you grew up in. So if you've been compared with your siblings or you've compared yourself with your siblings, if your family had prejudice towards overweight people, this is really not, sadly, you know, sadly, it's something that's quite common in our culture. And maybe your family had particular attitudes to dieting and appearance, which were also going to have influenced you greatly. And also what people have said to you about your body. You know, if you've ever experienced any bullying in relation to your appearance, if people in your family have ever said things about your body, these are probably going to have really, really stuck. And it's quite hard to shake these different things off and we can really feel that they're true because they've been said at a time probably when we've been very vulnerable and we've have absorbed all these little messages like sponges. So it can be a challenging business to change how you feel about your body because feelings run deep and can be linked to influential early life events and experiences. But it's worth remembering these perceptions may feel true but this does not make them fact. And by accepting that your body image can be a subjective business and then being open to different ways of thinking, this places you in a powerful position to change your body image for the better. Okay, moving on to my tip number two, reducing negative body bashing behaviors. Okay, so what do I mean by this? Okay, so the things that we do every day have a powerful effect on our mood, our thoughts and our well-being. So say, for example, if I get up in the morning, if I talk to someone I care about, if I write some positive notes in my journal, maybe I listen to music I really love while I'm getting ready, and maybe I connect with a really close friend on the way to work and you know, talk about something that we're going to be doing together really soon. So how do you think I'm going to feel then? 
well, hopefully, probably quite calm, contented, happy, joyful, maybe. But what about if I was stuck in a bad place with body image? You know, my whole morning might look very different. I might be getting up in the morning, standing on the weighing scales, looking in the mirror, viciously critiquing and highlighting any bad body parts. And whilst getting dressed, I might be running over in my mind all the things that I was unhappy with, with about myself yesterday in terms of what I ate or how I looked um, and thinking about how I'm going to rectify that situation today. So, and you can see if that's going to be my morning routine, I'm probably going to be feeling anxious, stressed, guilty, preoccupied with my body before I've even left the house. Okay. So two of the most unhelpful negative body bashing behaviors are weighing and body checking. Frequent weighing is unhelpful because the weighing scales become like your critical parent and it's, it's so difficult to ever really feel good enough. So if you've lost weight, you might temporarily feel a bit better, although then you'll feel pressure to maintain this. And if you gain weight, you might descend into a negative spiral of self-loathing. And weight's not just a set number, is it? Most people experience some fluctuations in weight, even when eating normally. So it's a very kind of precarious thing to place your self-worth on. So the second one is body checking. You know, frequent body checking is another significant trigger for poor body image. So I know some of my clients sometimes might be checking their reflection numerous times per day in the mirror, in their phones, through car windows, any reflective surface. I was working with a teacher who would constantly leave her class to view her body in the mirror. And this was nothing about vanity, but it was everything about distress and anxiety. And the trouble is as well, I think with body checking, we can get into a horrible cycle of where we're constantly needing that reassurance to check that our body looks okay. But that reassurance just doesn't last. So we need to keep going back again and again and again. And it becomes a kind of addictive behavior. And actually it doesn't result in us feeling good enough. And if you look for imperfection or fatness or whatever, you're going to find it and make yourself more unhappy because of actually what we focus on tends to expand. You know, if you ask me to examine a body part I disliked for half an hour every day for the next week, I would feel significantly more negative about it by the end of the experiment. So body checking is one way for us to keep feeling dissatisfied with our bodies as it gives us really unhelpful information about ourselves throughout the day. And imagine as well if you had a spider phobia. Now, if someone had a spider phobia, they would probably find a spider in a room, even if you or I didn't see it, okay? Because again, it's what you look for you tend to find and then what you look for, it tends to expand, okay? So it's starting to be really aware of that and realizing the power of reducing some of these negative behaviors like weighing and body checking can have a profound impact on how you feel about your body and can help you start to improve your body image. So tip number two, reduce those negative body bashing behaviors. Okay, moving on to tip number three, be kind to your body with your words and your actions. And this is the crucial bit, even if you don't feel like it. Okay, now you don't want to be waiting around for the day when you just wake up and you suddenly feel like, yay, I feel good about my body, I'm going to be really kind to it because that day might not come. You've kind of got to take the action first and then the feelings and the thoughts will follow, which will make you feel a bit better. So 
when you don't like your body, you're likely to neglect it, to be out of tune with its rhythms, ignore its signals. And, you know, you're just not really giving your body a very happy time. But it's worth remembering that it's hard to self-care and self-harm at the same time. So if you are doing something that's self-caring towards your body, that means that you cannot be self-harming it, okay? And when I'm saying self-harming, I'm not necessarily meaning self-harm in the traditional sense, but I'm meaning the self-harming through staring at your tummy in the mirror and calling it names, that kind of self-harm, because that's still self-harm, really. So beginning to be a bit kinder in your actions towards your body is going to help. So it can start with the basics, like making sure you're getting enough sleep, allowing yourself breaks in the day, not driving yourself constantly. But also it's about learning about what specifically makes you feel good. So is it a walk in the sunshine? Is it being outside in the garden? Is it spending time with your pets and stroking them? Is it dancing around the living room? Is it having a haircut or a massage? Is it doing some relaxation? Is it doing some gentle exercise? Is it listening to your favorite music? And it's just trying to find out what are your personal things that really make you feel better in your body. And it's also as well about how you talk to your body, okay? Because if you are just talking in a non-stop stream of kind of critical berating comments, you are not gonna feel good. Now, it's very, very hard to just suddenly turn this off, but the first step is to become a bit more aware of this. And it doesn't mean that you've got to suddenly be like super body positive or say things that aren't going to really resonate with you or make you feel that it's really true. You have to start really small. And that sometimes can be helpful to think, thinking even about rather than aesthetics, thinking more about what your body can do for you. So just being grateful that maybe it's healthy, maybe that you can, that you have got sort of strength maybe that you can that you can walk maybe that your body can move that has good mobility it's starting with the really small things that you can truly believe and that you can actually you know say something genuinely kind about your body um and that really helps you know you, if you just think about when you're saying something kind to, to someone and how much better they feel that's what you need to do for yourself and I think people are often worried about being kind because they think, oh, if I'm kind to myself, does that mean that I'm just going to give up on myself and kind of become really lazy and, you know, I don't know, never kind of, you know, give up even trying to bother with taking care of my body. But actually the opposite is true because actually most of us respond much better to warmth, encouragement and kindness in our motivation than when we're being criticised, berated and told off. So think about that because actually being unkind to yourself, being really critical, being really horrible, it doesn't work. Okay, so that was my third tip. Be kind to your body in your actions and in your words. So just to summarise what I've said in this podcast, to take away with you to start feeling better about your body. So one, realize that your body image is pretty subjective. It is not based on fact, okay? It might feel true, but that this does not mean that it's true. Number two, banish those body bashing behaviors, the weighing, the body checking. Start to replace them with other more meaningful and mood boosting behaviors. 
And the final one, be kind to your body with your words and your actions. Treat it well, and this is the key bit, even if you don't feel like it. So have a ponder and reflect on these three ways, and hopefully they will help you start to massively improve your body image. Do share as well what's worked for you in the comments below. I'd be so interested to hear from you because I think different things work for different people. If you're not following me already, do seek me out on Instagram at The Eating Disorder Therapist. And for regular tips and insights into overcoming disordered eating, do sign up for weekly articles on my blog page at rethinkyourbody.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon. Mm-hmm.